Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. I was preaching for a second. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I looked over to my friend Elena and I was like, oh wait, I'm up next. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, welcome. How are we doing? Thanks boys and boys. Yeah. It's good. I don't want to leave the girls out, but they were not up here. How are we today? Good, so I have a word for you, is that okay? Yes. Great. First of all, yesterday was International Women's Day. Come on, give yourself a hand. Isn't it funny we live in a culture where there's like International Donut Day, International Pet Day, International like Static Day. It's like there's a day for everything. But anyway, who's excited? Spring is around the corner. It smelled like spring today. I sat outside on my porch and ate my lunch, but then it also reminded me of a meme I saw a couple of years ago. And I don't know about you ladies, but have you seen this meme? PSA, the weather is turning warmer and that means only one thing. Remember to close your windows before you yell at your kids. I don't know about you, maybe I'm the only crazy mom here, but I have a couple of times in my 12 years of being a mom, I have lost my marbles on my kids. Like, you Pastor Miriam, aren't you perfect? Isn't your family so perfect and holy and anointed? Uh, no, we are as crazy as everybody else in the world who needs Jesus and his mercy every day. So there are times when I have lost my marbles and then I stop for a second and I'm like, are the windows open? And I'm like, you know, and then I look and I'm like, whoo, thank you. Your grace has saved me yet again. You know, my girls are right now at an age, if you're a mom and you have girls that are a couple of years apart or four or five years apart or more, I'm 10 years apart from my sister and growing up, it was cat fight after cat. I used to break her heels. I used to go in her closet, take, she was always like a size four. I was never a size four. And I always thought I was a size four, so I would make my body fit into a size four and ruin all her beautiful clothes, and she would body slam me when she'd get home from school. And so I'm not even kidding. But my daughters, Hope and Rachel, are at an age right now that they are constantly at each other's throats. Like, it's constant. And, and the cute thing is, Hopi, she's the one who's lasted the longest with this cute baby voice, but it's like going away. And it's like, mommy, mommy. And now it's like, mommy, mommy. It's still sweet girl voice, but it's not that baby voice. But let me tell you, when she starts yelling at Rachel, because she's five, but she's fierce, it's like, what happened to that baby voice? It's not sweet anymore. And it's like this roar of like, I'm going to kill you, my nine-year-old sister. And Shelly's the compassionate, the nurturing, the more sensitive one, the more emotional, internal one. And she just lets hope tear her apart. I'm like, come on, Rachel, you know, but she's my sweetie. And it's funny because if you think about, I don't know what that was, but that was weird. Was that, did you guys hear that? Or was yeah. it, okay. We're all good. But isn't it funny that 
what is that? <laughs> Should I get a handheld? It's my hair. Yeah. Let's change it, because it's going to be a problem all night, I think. All right. To be continued. I'm going to take this guy. Kids. <laughs> or don't. Don't say that. Let's hope that I don't do that as much. I'm like destroying this whole thing, aren't I? I should just keep it on. <laughs> this is going to be on TV. I know it. <laughs> Let's go Never a dull moment at Church Alive. <laughs> Our online friends, I love you. Okay, anyway, back to fighting and screaming and shouting. Okay, back. Doesn't it feel like sometimes in life, fighting is just a way of life? Sometimes we fight well. Sometimes we fight miserably. We fight with our families. We fight for our families, right? We, we fight for our rights and we fight against those who are trying to take away those rights. We fight against our coworkers or we fight together with our coworkers for a cause. There's always a lot of fighting going on. But there's one thing in common when fights begin to escalate, whether a good fight or a bad fight. There's one thing in common before that punch out happens. There's shouting involved. Hello? Hello, it's me. Okay. There is lit, actually at this time, can you please silence your phones? Thank you. There's shouting involved, either literally or metaphorically. You hear the sound of a roar, this, this roar, this shout. It's either for someone or it's either at someone. It's either for something or against something. We see it happening in our families as we fight for the protection of our families, as we fight for our children, or we see it when we're fighting with each other in our families, in our churches in our workplaces. We see it in society right now. There's a loud roar in society when it comes to fighting for women's rights. You have one side of the equation fighting for my body, my right when it comes to talking about abortion. Other women are fighting for, for their rights when it comes to the transgender movement trying to allow men who identify as women to infiltrate women's sports. There's a lot of fighting going on. A lot of roaring on social media. You can hear it. I mean, you can't hear it, but you can see it. You can almost feel it. It's like, whoa, they're bad. Oh, that family member's, oh, whoops, you know. A lot of roaring about masks or no masks. What's safe, what's not safe, right? A lot of people are going nuts right now at each other. There's a lot of roaring happening. A lot of angry roars, empty roars, misplaced roars. But there's also righteous roars. There's healthy roars and I've also found there's people who've lost their roar. People who don't even actually know how to use their roar for good and for God. So when I started to pray about the direction of tonight's service, I sat on this word. God does this with me sometimes. He just gives me a word and I'm like, want to give me some more? And he's like, nah, you're going to sit on that for a few days. I'm like, great. I'm going to stress for four days, you know, but no. He's so faithful and he's so good. He provides. And I remember on Thursday as I was praying and preparing and thinking about all of you here and online, I felt like the Holy Spirit say to me, roar. The girls need to learn about their roar. And I said, give me more, God. 
give me more. And he's like, no, you're going to sit on this and you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to let this word marinate in you first. And as I started marinating on it, as I started thinking about it, praying about it, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Miriam, I'm not interested in a well-crafted message. I am interested, however, in the atmosphere being ripe so you can unlock and stir something in the hearts and souls of the women who perhaps have never heard their roar or perhaps have lost their roar or maybe have no idea what their roar is for. You see, there's a lot of women who are roaring against things, who are roaring for the wrong things at the wrong people, but there is a heavenly roar and God wants to establish that, unlock that, and stir you up in here today so that you know the authority that you have through the blood of Jesus to raise your voice, use your voice for godly things for such a time as this. I pray that tonight there would be an unlocking in your soul as perhaps if there is anger in your heart, if there is anger in your soul, that that would turn into a righteous roar. I pray that tonight if there is fear, the fear that's sitting trapped within your lungs, the, the fear that's sitting trapped within your soul, that that would turn into a roar of faith. I pray that there is disappointment, if there is disappoint, disappointment lurking within your spirit, within your mind, within your heart, within all that surrounds you, I pray that tonight you would turn that disappointment into a roar of praise. That the fight for our kids in the midst of this insane society would be a roar of spiritual warfare. There is a shout inside of each of us and our flesh will either want to silence the roar or roar in the wrong place into the wrong people. Hear that again. Our flesh will either want us to silence the roar inside of us like we were singing before. There is something inside of our lungs that is meant to be released. There is a roar inside of our spirit, inside of our minds. Inside, it's trapped within us and it's Holy Ghost sense. And the moment we can just lock eyes with God and understand what is a heavenly assignment, a roar is released and our roar empowers. It sets free. It does something even to us and those around us. But what happened to the roar of godly women? You're seeing a lot of screaming women against women. And I know it's men as men, but we're not talking about men tonight. I'm talking about us tonight. See, from the very beginning, the devil has taken what God has created and intended for his glory to reflect his image and his purpose. The devil has perverted God's plan and design. And for centuries, people have fallen prey and have fallen for the bait of Satan. We see the devil's hand in twisting everything God has, has designed Everything that God has designed, he's created a counterfeit option so that we can get blinded and fall into that web. He's tried to redefine marriage. He's tried to redefine society's attempt at redefining gender. We see it in society's attempt at dehumanization of a baby in a womb. We are being sold a lie with words that sound so pretty, so unifying, sounds so wow, it's the Equality Act, so beautiful. Read what it's about. See 
what they're trying to do. They're trying to take the heavenly roar from us and place it in demonic and diabolical places so that we can lose our breath. But women of God, we've got to rise up and perceive the destruction of the enemy. We've got to be perceivers. We've got to tap into discernment to see that the enemy is lurking around, prowling to try to destroy our children, to destroy the foundations of which we as believers have been founded upon. We must perceive. It is not enough for us to look at headlines and be educated by headlines. There is a whole lot of roaring going on. We have to see who the originator is of all these things. It is the devil himself. If it is not Bible, you must perceive it and see who the originator is. He wants to pull down everything God said is good and important and twist it to, de to deceive a society. The roar sometimes sitting trapped in our lungs was given by God to be used for him and for his glory to bring praise, to bring breakthrough and to engage in warfare. We're gonna talk a little bit about what it means to engage in warfare. We have to teach some women how to pray. We need to teach some women the power of rebuking the enemy, canceling assignments. We have to teach women how to roar for heavenly things. Instead of tearing each other down, instead of tearing down the image of God, which is your sister. But if we aren't careful to understand why our roar was given to us in the first place, we will be brainwashed by the world to use it contrary to its purpose. And hear this, it will produce a fruit contrary to its intention. Everything that sounds pretty by the world, please, please be wise. Hear that again, if we are not careful to understand why our roar was given to us in the first place, we will be brainwashed by the world to use it contrary to its purpose. It will produce a fruit contrary to its intention. What is our roar intended for? Who is our roar intended for? Number one, our roar is for God. It is for God. When we shout our praises to him like we did tonight, it brings glory to him. It magnifies him. It amplifies his goodness, his faithfulness over our trials. Our roar of praise, our shout of praise, it's a war cry celebrating the champion of our victory, Jesus Christ. Hear that again. It is a war cry. It is a war cry that celebrates our champion. That is our roar to God. Our shouts of praise to God when we war, roar in worship, it's a reminder to our flesh and to our mind, to our spirit, who we belong to. When we shout in praise to God, it's not about hype. You'll hear a lot of people who don't like church, don't like the local church, or who don't like loud worship. It's all hype. Those like young contemporary church, it's all hype. Where's the Holy Ghost? It's not hype. It's lordship. It's kingship. If you've ever seen people back in the day, the way they would honor their kings, oh, hail King Charles. Oh, hail Queen Elizabeth. They were honoring. They were shouting. They were roaring. Our God is bigger than Queen Elizabeth. Our God is bigger than King Charles. 
house. You better believe we're going to hype up his name up in this place. We're going to shout his name louder than any other name because his name is worthy of it. He is good. He is God. And it is not hype. It is the power, the presence, and the authority of God in his name. And we are called to roar and we are called to shout because he is good. End of story. Don't talk to me about worship being all hype. Maybe it is for you, but the moment worship goes, I'm up, I'm out, I'm ready to go because his presence is powerful. I don't want to miss a second of it. Number two, our roar is for people. Man, I feel like I sound like I'm angry. I'm not angry. I'm like, why am I yelling at everybody? I'm actually really happy. Can I tell you what happened to me today? God is good because um, I chipped my bottom front tooth in the back. So right now, as I'm speaking, I'm cutting my tongue. So if I'm like spitting everywhere on the front, hi, Amanda, I didn't see you. I'm literally like cut my tongue as I'm speaking and I'm like spitting. It's, a, it's anointed spit, don't worry. <laughs> but literally, I was like, holy crap, can you imagine if I chipped the front of my, I wouldn't be here right now, I'd be too embarrassed. <gasps> no, I'd be here. I would just be like, hi, everybody. <laughs> But that happens. I don't know why I told you that. Number, oh, because I sounded angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> Number two, we have so much more fun when girls are together than we do on, like, when girls are not together. <laughs> All right, number two. Okay, our roar is for people. I'm not going to sound angry anymore. I really don't know why I sound angry tonight. I'm so happy. <laughs> Springtime. Got to lock my windows. Okay, our roar is for people. Focus, Miriam. Those who can't speak for themselves. Those who have lost their roar. Perhaps there is a sister grieving on the side of the road because life has been hard. It's been disappointing. It's been confusing. It's been all these other things. And your roar lets her know she's protected and she's not alone. Protected from what, Pastor Miriam? From loneliness? From more despair? From losers who try to keep speaking into their mind? Let me tell you something, sisters. Have your sisters back. There are losers out there who want to try to steal their joy, steal their hope, steal what God has for them. And as sisters, you got to stand up for your sisters and be like, yo, bro, I'm about to break your phone if you call my sister again. You step on it and break it. Now I am mad. <laughs> I'm serious. Sometimes we, we cower back like, oh, as we are seeing our sister getting beaten and be abused by manipulators. Not on our watch, girls. We have a roar. Let the wounded sister know that you're there to protect her in prayer, through praise. She might have lost her roar, but you'll roar for her. When, when animals are wounded on the side and you hear them roaring, it's this hurt roar. They're, 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 they're crying out because they're hurt and you'll see other animals come around to try to protect them from the predators. That's what we need to do for each other. Yeah. We need to protect our sister so that she doesn't feel alone, so that when she's lost her roar, we can step in with our roar. Yeah. I have to celebrate Anthony, my husband, for a moment. Last night, yes, yes, he's amazing. Last night, 
I'm like weird today. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't eat. I almost passed out during worship. People were like, oh, she's so into it. Yeah, I almost passed out. I haven't eaten, and so I'm like dying. Um, <laughs> but I'll eat after service. But yesterday I was in the middle of a meeting. I had intentionally, Mondays and Wednesdays are my late days. And so because I had not penned this message yet, I was like freaking out. And so I'm like, okay, Monday's my long meeting days, but around five, I'll stop that and I'll work later and I'll work on the message. Around five-ish, I was in a meeting with someone and I got a text, no, I got a call. And I did what every good meeting person does. You ignore the call, you know? Someone calls it like the, the bad button, anyway. And so there's a word that is not nice. So anyway, I gave him the bad button, like I ignored his call. And then I got a text immediately. This is someone very close to my family. Like, call me, it's an emergency. No one likes to get those texts. So I'm like, and this person's very close, right? So when it's an emergency, you immediately think family, like who, are, who is in that family? So I'm like, what's going on? And he started telling me what was going on. Someone very close to me um, started having really bad chest pains. And, um, whew, it's hitting me hard. And, um, and so immediately my mind goes to the worst case scenario and she had to pull herself over, call 911 for an ambulance to take her. And so my person that called me said, um, hey, I need you to go find her car on the turnpike somewhere. And I'm like, first of all, you just told me really bad news. Second of all, I gotta go find a car where? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And at that moment I hung up. I don't even remember. I know the person that was with me helped me pack my stuff. My kids were still here. She figured that out for me. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Got in the car. Anthony was here. From the moment I left my office to downstairs, I, my roar is normally up here. Like, Lord, I commit this to you. I was like, Lord, I don't know what's happening, and I'm freaking out right now. And I was speaking in tongues. If you don't know what that is, it's the language of heaven. People get baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's an amazing way to intercede. It's an amazing way. When you don't have words, it speaks for you. It's incredible. And, and I had no words because I was freaking out. But I noticed my roar was different. It was weaker. And I saw my husband, and as soon as I saw him, it was a sigh of relief because I'm like, I can't drive at night. I'm terrible. Kill everybody on the road. And so I'm like, oh. And so I finally get in the car, and I'm like paralyzed. I'm like literally paralyzed, kid you not, because this is the most horrifying phone call I got in a long time, since nine years ago. And I'm in the car, and my husband put his hands on me. Don't judge me for what I was going to do, because this is normally me. And I wanted to say, and I often say, don't touch me. When I'm stressed, I'm like, no one touch me. <laughs> like, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm that person, all right? Some people are like, yeah, hug you. And no, don't touch me if I'm stressed. I will handle this myself. <laughs> and he put his hand on me, and I almost went like, don't touch me. But I just was like, and I just stayed like that. And he just started going in. And my husband started going in. He started speaking in tongues. He started declaring healing over her. He was going in. And I was like, thank God for his roar. Thank God. Because right now, my roar is silent. Right now, I am weak. Right now, I'm freaking out. We were in the car for three hours trying to find my, her car. Yeah, on the turnpike, up and down, south and north. Like, where is this car? You know, can you imagine if I was driving? No, my goodness. Okay, if you don't know me, you don't want me driving at night. I cannot see. Like literally, I think that everything is a shadow. So I start breaking everywhere and it's nothing. It's just my crazy eyes. People behind me are like, Burp! you know, I'm like, sorry, that's not my fault. Well, maybe it is. I shouldn't be driving. Um, but that was the importance of having someone with me who can roar and knows the sound of heaven's roar. 
Your roar intimidates the prowl of the enemy, but ignites the roar of those around you. Your roar intimidates the prowl of the enemy, but ignites the roar of those around you. I'm going to say it one more time because people are going to text me tonight. What was that quote you said? And then I'm going to like, I don't know which one you're talking about. And I see everyone's writing like, what did she say? I literally saw like 20 girls do that right now. Your roar intimidates the prowl of the enemy, but it ignites the roar of those around you. You see, the devil has twisted this so much that our roar is against each other and not for each other. We use our roar to tear each other down, not build each other up. We use our roar when we're jealous or envious, resentful or bitter, and it may not even have a sound to it, but there's a look to it. When we compare ourselves with each other instead of celebrate with each other. Oh, comparison is deadly, girls. We're not supposed to be like each other anyway. We're just all supposed to be fabulous. That's all. That's the only thing we should be the same at. Okay, fabulous. Just kidding. Well, no, I'm serious. Our roar is for people, not at people. Our roar is for each other, not at each other. Our roar is for people, not at people. Our roar is for each other, not at each other. So I said, number one, our roar is for God. Our roar is for people. Number three, our roar is also for ourselves. Our roar is not intended to be bottled up. Our roar is intended to shake things up. It is intended to shake things up in the spiritual realm. One of the words for praise in the Hebrew, yes, I'm breaking out the Hebrew, is the word Shabbat. I think I said that right. Which means to address in a loud tone, to triumph, to shout, to still to command, to glory. This is a shouting praise. You don't sing it, you shout it. A, command, a shout commands our victory. It stills the enemy. You see, our shout does something in the spiritual realm, realm that breaks down walls. It brings about a breakthrough in our spirit. I think about the story of Joshua. I was reading it earlier last week, I believe, when the Israelites were commanded to take over Jericho. And they were commanded to go around the walls of Jericho seven times because they needed to take ground. They needed to conquer that land. And so Joshua commanded the Israelites, hey guys, you're going to go around. They're like, we're going to do what for how many times? You're going to do what I said. You're going to go around that thing. You're going to go seven times. And they're going to shout. And they're like, okay. So, but they did it. And when they shouted, the walls came down and they entered the land and they captured what God had promised them. Hear that again. We're going to read it together, actually. Joshua 6, 20. We should have it on the screen. Yes. When the people heard the sounds of the ram's horns or the trumpets, whatever you want to call it, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. It's a war cry, and it's not just an implication that happens in the physical. It is a spiritual realm war cry. It is a weapon given to us by God so we can conquer the promises God has already set before us. 
It's a war cry. When I shout, when I cry to God, it releases my confined spirit. It releases a timid spirit. There's a timid spirit sometimes inside of us and I'm not talking about your personality. Oh, Pastor Miriam, you're probably a lion. That's your spirit animal. I don't even know what spirit animals are. Someone once told me I was a giraffe spiritual animal, like spirit animal. I'm like, what the heck does that even mean? Like, do I have a long neck or something? I think it was Lauren. Where's Lauren? Did you say it was a worship leader? She's like, Pastor Miriam, I think your spirit animal is a giraffe. I'm like, what? <laughs> giraffe? I'm like, a cheetah? Cool. Giraffe? Like, okay. All right. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> Do you remember that at the diner? You said spirit animal. <laughs> if I were to be an animal, thank you. I look like a giraffe. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so I don't know about this spirit animal thing. I don't even know if it's demonic. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, you don't have to be a lion. You don't have to have a personality to have a roar. So often people say to me, oh, Pastor Miriam, I want to be like you because you're so bold. You don't want to be like me. I have issues too. <laughs> like we're all broken in our own way. God has made you uniquely the way you are with your personality, with your strengths and weaknesses. You don't want to be me. I don't need to be you. We need to be who God says we are. Ultimately, that is what we need to do. And sometimes what happens is there's this roar inside of us and it feels confined. It's almost like our, our spirit is shy. There's an apathetic spirit inside of us that knows there's a roar in there, but kind of wants to keep the door shut because it's not convenient right now. Oh, the trap of apathy. Whoo! It takes people out a lot quicker. People who've been Christians their whole lives, they sit trapped in apathy. They get comfortable in what they know about God already and they get comfortable with, he's my savior, I'm good to go. I got his grace and mercy for the morning. But then they miss out on the journey. They miss out on the adventure. They miss out on the pruning. They miss out on the fruitfulness. They miss out on the, on the, on the stuff that produces when you come around the body of Christ and he sharpens you and he prunes you and he sharpens your roar. He makes it louder, stronger, bolder, more piercing so that Satan can flee at the sound of your roar. I'm talking about a timid spirit who has yet to learn about the authority they have in Christ or an apathetic spirit who has lost the power of their roar and forgotten the value of their roar. My roar, when used for God's glory, it frees me. It releases me and it lightens my burden. Let me ask you a question. When you are in worship, and you release a war cry, and you lift up a shout of praise, I'm just curious, because it's me, and I'm different from everybody else. Does anyone else sense this sense of freedom when you shout? Does anyone else feel that, or is it just me? When we roar in the presence of God, it's like the enemy shakes and runs for his life, because suddenly we're sensing freedom all around us. There is power in your roar. It is a spiritual weapon. It is a destruction for the works of the enemy. Don't deny your life the roar that Christ has died to give you. Yeah. It's in your lungs. My roar, it heals me. Because if I'm wounded, my roar is vulnerable. And God loves a broken heart, a 
contrite heart. He hears the sincere. He hears the hurt. He hears the frustration. He hears the pain in your roar. And he loves you. Have we been using our roar for God's glory or have we been using our roar for everything else? To fight with our spouse, to fight with our parents, to fight with the world, to scream. Who's got time to yell? Please don't be those people that yell on social media. Because I'm just like, why do they waste their time? You have too much time. I mean, I mean, we have people, we have things we can do around the house. I mean, I'm always looking for help. If you have nothing to do and you're just on social media yelling, come over and help me. I got laundry, got to fold clothes. You know, there's lots of windows to wash. You know, I can get you busy. But sometimes I look at these people and they're fighting and they're fighting. And I'm like, I don't got time to look at this. Like, it's just... We waste so much time roaring at the wrong things and we waste so much time roaring at the wrong people and we don't realize there's an enemy roaring against us. Number four, our roar is at the devil. Our roar is to remind the devil that he will not whimper. We will not whimper. We will not cower or waver. We may get knocked down, but we will get up again. Our roar reminds him that in Christ and through his blood, his plans will be devoured. Can I have the keys up? First Peter 8, 5, 8 says this. And, and it was funny because I, I asked the Lord, God, can I change this first a little bit? I'm not being her heretical. What's it called? I'm not being bad. Whatever. I can't think of words sometimes. But we're going to read this first. And I'm going to give you Miriam's version of this verse. Is that okay? Please don't quote me. Oh, she changed scripture. That's not what I'm doing. Okay? I'm just giving an illustration. For, I'm not insulting anybody either. Okay? First Peter 5, 8. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Okay, so this scripture tells us about the devil. He's prowling around like a roaring lion looking to devour someone. I got mad when I, when I read that. I promise I'm not an angry person. I know I sound so angry today. But I got really mad. I think I get mad when I talk about the devil. I think that's what happens when I know my content is about spiritual warfare. I get angry. Like I, I'm ready for war. I think that's what happens. I get this thing inside of me. But when I read that scripture, I was mad. I was like, no, he cannot devour me. No, he cannot come and try to take my kids out. No, he cannot come and try to come against this church. And I thought to myself, hmm, what if I change this up a little bit? And I say something like this to the devil, stay alert, devil. Watch out, your great enemy, Jesus Christ, who defeated you and death when he rose from the grave has empowered me through his blood to roar like a lion and devour your plans, to expose your lies, to cancel your assignments. Hey devil, my name is Miriam and I prowl like a roaring lion seeking to expose and cancel you. Hear that again. Stay alert, devil. Watch out your great enemy, Jesus Christ, who defeated you and death, who rose from the grave, has empowered me through the blood of Jesus to roar like a lion and devour your plans, expose your lies, cancel your assignments. Hey, devil, my name is Miriam. My name is Katie. My name is Elena. My name is Stephanie. My name is Sarah. And I prowl like a roaring lion seeking to expose and devour you. He knows 
Ghost, the power of a roaring, believing woman of God. And he hates it. He hates when you've discovered your authority in Christ. There's a lot of Christians walking around out there who don't realize you have authority not because you're good, but because he's good. You have authority not because of your blood, because of his blood. You have authority not because you can say nice prayers, but because the moment you enter into his presence is the moment that hell will shake. Because it is at the name of Jesus that every demon must flee, every devil must go. His plan must fail because only God's plans will provide and prevail I'm mad a lot of people believing the lies of Satan our roar is our praise Psalm 98 for shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth break forth and sing for joy and sing praises our roar is our praise our roar is our faith. It's what I believe and how I declare it. It's not how loud. Oh, Pastor Mary, you, you talk so loud. That's why the devil can hear you. No. He ain't deaf. Sometimes it seems like he is, but he ain't deaf. I just am loud. I just am a loud person. I apologize. Our roar is our faith. It's what I believe and how I declare it. It's a prophetic cry of victory. I'm roaring right now because I want to awaken a pride of lionesses to hear the roar of heaven. See, this is a roar because I'm for you, not against you. This is a roar. I'm angry because I'm against him. Notice that when I said the points, I said, number one, our roar is for God. Number two, our roar is for people. Number three, our roar is for ourselves. Number four, our roar is at the devil. Different. For God, for people, for you, but at the devil. For your family, at the devil for your mission, the vision God's given you, the heartbeat in your life. Don't give up. Don't lose your roar. Roar again. It's a roar cry. Number three, our roar is in our prayers. Actually, don't number that. I'm all off. It's a weapon to defeat our enemy, to intimidate him. When you want to quit, get your roar on. I'll never forget, I was in college and I was just so broken. I really, I've told this story 5,000 times, so I apologize. I'll never forget, I was the most broken person you've ever met. But I was a spiritual life director, I was a counselor on the campus, I led 80 women, like, but I hated myself. I couldn't stand looking in the mirror. If I could break the mirror, I would. I hated myself that much. I, ref I, I hated myself. And I'll never forget, I just said to the Lord one day, I, I, it was like break, I don't remember. There was like no one on campus, it was me and like a few RAs and SLDs, spiritual life directors. And I, I'm not, I don't do fake really well. Those who know me know I can't handle that. So like, I just tell you how it is and then we move on. Um, I can't live, I can't live like that. I just, if there's tension, let's talk. You know, if there's, so if there's tension with me and God, I'm like, we gotta talk, God. <laughs> And I'll never forget that day by myself in my dorm room. I said, I need to get out of here. 
because I'm gonna break this mirror. If I, if I have to brush my teeth and see my face again, I'm gonna like literally break this mirror and I'm gonna break my hand and then I'm gonna have to cry because it's gonna hurt. So I remember that moment walking out of the dorm room and right around the corner from my dorm room is the chapel, the prayer chapel. Oh, hey, it's the prayer chapel. And it was up there and I remember going in and it was open and I found a little nook, a little corner of the, co- of the campus prayer chapel. And I got on my, on my knees, actually I was laying there. I got my journal and my Bible. And I said, God, I know you love me and you know I love you, but I'm a hot mess. I hate myself, but how can I love you if I hate myself? And I was trying to like rationalize all this stuff. And I got to a point where I was sick of it. I was just like, I'm sick, I'm sick and tired of me of how I feel, like I believe in you, I trust in you, I know you're for me. I've always had an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ, but I was so badly broken by my horrible insecurities that so many women, if not all women, navigate. I'm not a good enough mom. I mean, I I struggle sometimes with that. I took as a mom. I have my mom friends. Thank God for my mom friends or else I would forget everything. Like, oh, is today Dr. Seuss Day? What are they supposed to wear? Like I'm that person that's always a hot mess when it comes to certain things. But in that moment, I was trying to be all like, this is how to pray, this is how to read. And I closed my Bible, I closed my journal and thank God no one was on campus. I started to scream. God, please help me. God, help me. God, I can't stand me. God, I can't do this anymore. God, I need you. I, I didn't make any sense. If anyone heard me, they'd call the loony bin. Like, what's wrong with that girl? I was going insane in that moment where I was just shouting. I was roaring, God, I need your help. God, I'm broken. God, where are you? I know you're here, but I don't feel you. And, and I just feel like I'm a mess. And God, help me. God, help me. And I said that like a hundred times. Maybe I'm exaggerating. And I was so desperate in that moment because I was so done. I wanted to... I just wanted to, I don't know what I wanted, but I didn't want me. I wanted someone else but me. I didn't want my shell. I didn't want my face. I didn't want my body. I didn't want my person. I hated my personality. I was in Virginia, all these like really sweet, nice little Southern bells. And I'm this crazy New Jersey Portuguese woman that yells at everybody. And I didn't feel like I fit in. I'm sorry, baby. There's a baby crying. I wanted in that moment to quit. I don't know what, but something. And I started to roar. And it it did something. I don't know what it did, but it did something. It ignited something inside of me. Because the louder my roar got, it was almost like the sound of my roar ignited with something and then I was reminded of heaven's roar. I was reminded of God's voice, of of God's power, of His love and and I just, I don't know what it was but it shook me in that moment. The fact that I didn't have to have a beautiful prayer. I didn't have to have this formulated, first you do this when you pray and then you do that when you pray. No, I was desperate. I was on my knees. I said, God, I need you. Help me, I'm falling apart. And He heard because He healed me. It wasn't instantly, but something shifted 
in that moment when I got so real with God. Some people that I love and who are dear and near to me, they always say, I feel so bad today. I, I, I was angry at God. And when I was praying, I told God how I felt and I felt like I dishonored Him. No, you can't. If you're being real with your heart, if you're saying, God, I'm broken. God, I'm upset because I thought this is how things were supposed to happen. And it didn't happen that way. God, I feel like you're, you're not around. God, where are you? Don't be discouraged. God is right there. How you're feeling isn't going to break God. He knows, but He wants to lift you and He wants to restore your roar. When you want to quit, get your roar on. When change is hard, get your roar on. Change is hard. And change will always happen. If you're looking to be the kind of person that grows, change will always happen. You will get married, boom, change. Child number one, boom, change. Let's have a second one, boom, change. Let's start a new career, boom, change. It all sounds like a good idea until you step in, you're like, what was I smoking? <laughs> Change sucks. <gasps> Don't give up. Don't lose your roar. Get your roar on. You are more than a conqueror. When you are feeling apathetic, lazy in your faith, lazy to the things of God, release a roar and awaken your spirit. When following Jesus is unpopular and hard, don't lose your roar. A lot of things that me and Anthony preach about people don't like it. I don't care. It's right here and it sets you free. It's not about what you want to hear. It's about what Jesus wants you to hear so you can be set free. We will not be a silent church on the things that matter. When all hell is breaking loose around you, roar praises to the King so you can send the devil running. Can you stand to your feet? What are we going to use our roar for? Who are we going to use it for? I'm going to say a few of them declarations. You're welcome to repeat them with me. I don't want to force you to say anything you don't want to say, but the first thing I'm going to say is, I'm going to use my roar to fight for my family. You want to repeat that with me? I'm going to use my roar to fight for my family. Come on, girls. I'm going to use my roar to fight for the kingdom. I'm going to use my roar to fight for my mind. I'm going to use my roar to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to use my roar when I'm tempted and frustrated and I want to give in to my flesh, but I will roar and I will intimidate my flesh with the sound of strength and resilience. When I am angry, I will roar with praise. When I'm afraid, I will roar with confidence. When I am lonely, I will roar with His presence with me. When I am weak, I will roar in His power. Zephaniah 3.14 says, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud. O Israel, be 
be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, release your roar. Release heaven's roar as praise to God for your sister, for your own spirit and against the devil. Shout aloud. I'm gonna have the worship team come and they're gonna lead us in a song. Before they do that though, I don't like rushing through this part, but I feel like I gotta stop preaching so you guys can start roaring. I could talk a lot. But all across this room, would you bow your head for a moment? If you're a guest or if you're a new person and like you're a little bit perplexed by all my shouting and screaming and roaring, but something is resonating with you, you're like, wait a second. I, I, I want this God. I want this Jesus Christ who conquered death and defeated the grave and rose again so that I have authority through his blood to, 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 to stand up and fight for my family, to stand up in faith and declare the promises of God. If that is you, if you want to say, hey, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, not just my, my Savior, not just saving me from my sin and giving me eternity with my Heavenly Father, but I want him to be Lord, Lord of all, Lord of my Monday, Lord of my relationships, Lord of my finances, Lord of my insecurities. If that's you in here, if you've never said, hey, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life, I want to pray for you. All you have to do is raise up your hand so I can see it all across this room on a count of three. If that's you, would you raise your hand? One, two, three. All across this room, I see that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand over there. All right, just put your hands down just because it's a bit dark. We're going to do that one more time. If you raised your hand on the count of three, I want you to raise it up high so I could see it. One, two, three, all across this room if you raised your hand. All right, I see those hands. Yep, I see those hands there. Awesome. Right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray. You're going to repeat a very simple prayer. It's Jesus who saves you. It's not this prayer, but the prayer introduces you into a relationship with Him. It, it helps you declare and confess the truth of His Word. So why don't we all pray this together? Because as lionesses, we're in a pride together. We have each other's back, right? All right, so we're going to pray. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you my heart. Lord, I ask you, would you forgive me of all my sin? I place my hope, my trust, my life in your hands. Thank you. Today, I am free and I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. At the end of service, you can pick up a next, um, at our Next Steps counter, a Following Jesus book. If you raised your hand, we wanna resource you. If you're online, you can text Connect 7 to 97,000. We'll mail you this book. All you have to check off is placing your faith in Jesus or accepting Jesus, one of those guys on there. But the worship team is gonna worship. If you have to go, you can go. But if you wanna roar with us a little while longer, stick around. Let's invite God's presence to keep moving, amen.